Welcome to the Sunbury Press Book Show on the BookSpeak Network. Sunbury Press publishes print, electronic, and audiobooks under a variety of imprints and categories available worldwide wherever books are sold. And now your host, the founder and CEO of Sunbury Press, Lawrence Knorr. We're at the Christian Baker Farm near historic Boiling Springs, Pennsylvania. My guest today is author Catherine Jordan. The latest anthology is called That Darkened Doorstep. When faced with the darkened doorstep, think before you walk through. Feel our dread, grief, anxiety, and fear at an unopened door. It's a chilling collection that encompasses diverse viewpoints and wide interpretation of the theme. This horror anthology is inspired by reimagined true events. Said Jonathan Mayberry, a New York Times bestselling author, that darkened doorstep offers up stories with real bite, dark indeed, and always wildly entertaining and with a variety of compelling literary voices, twisted, fun, and highly recommended. So about Catherine Jordan. Raised in the Pocono Mountains, Catherine Jordan's writing is inspired by Comeuppance and Flannery O'Connor. HarperCollins published her favorite YA story within Don't Turn Out the Lights. She's a novelist, review coordinator for HorrorTree.com, e-announcement manager for HWA, edits at Fortress Publishing, and facilitates creative writing courses. Welcome, Catherine Jordan. Thank you. Glad to be here. Wow. Thanks for having me. You're busy. <laughs> I try to be. <laughs> so, so what exactly is an e-announcement manager for HWA? Well, technically they call it the i announcement manager, like information. And so the cool thing about that is I get to find out all the happenings behind the HWA before it hits the public. Basically, they send the information to me, and I just blast it out to everybody through a giant email, which is a newsletter that goes out to all the uh, members of the Horror Writers Association. Right. Yeah, I wanted to make that point. HWA means Horror Writers of America, or Association, Mm -hmm. right? The Horror Writers Association, yes. Yes. Of course, Fortress Publishing, I'm familiar with them. Okay. Yeah, and uh, that's is that Brian Kaczynski's outfit? It sure is. Yes, (laughs) Yes, hopefully he's listening. (laughs) Having dinner with him tonight. It's always, oh, are you? Always okay. interesting, yes. I pull out the reddest of red wine for him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, he's a great guy. Yeah. And I met his wife, Christine. They yes. came to the launch um, of uh, That Darkened Doorstep. So, yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, they both, they, Christine, obviously uh, also great friend and with Tammy and I. So, yeah, going, oh, great, going great, out great. tonight. Nice. So, let's talk a little bit about That Darkened Doorstep. Now, this, I believe, is like the fourth or fifth, maybe the sixth. I'm not sure. I'll try to add them up. Compilation that we've done together through Sunbury Press. Of course, this coming uh-huh. through Hellbender Books. T- tell me how this came about. So this came about. I have a writers group that I belong to. We call ourselves the Hive. So we're just like this mind hive of horror, and it's five women, and we get together once a month. We FaceTime and we just talk about things we're working on, and just uh, we also get together. Uh, she has a Airbnb that she does in Allentown, and it's this very cool, like, tiny house that she has. And we just kind of, again, all writing stuff, just writing, writing. So we got to talking one day on one of our FaceTimes and talking about all things horror. And the one woman, her name is Jackie Day, mentioned that she had a room in her home with this odd little door that she has never opened. Now, who does that? Like, who has a a room with a door that they have never, ever opened? Now, this is an older home, too. So as soon as she said that, I'm like, 
what the like how let's go why? let's do it <laughs> yes i'm like open that door oh my gosh get out the ouija board just, while you do it too right, yes yes <laughs> so immediately i said you know this would make a really great short story and she goes yeah it kind of would and then so after we got off the uh phone whatever i sat down and i thought well yeah it'd make a great short story but it'd really make a great anthology collection with all kinds of short stories. So then I immediately emailed the group and I'm like, Hey, what do you think? I can, you know, go to my publisher and see if he's willing to do it. And that's where it went. That yeah. that's, that's it. That's the story. Oh yeah. We had a lot of fun putting that together, especially uh, creating the cover too. I appreciate. Yes. And it is a great cover. Thank you. And I appreciate the feedback along the way to, to perfect it, make it even better. Yes. Um, but yeah, it really works. It's it's different. It has a different look. It to is it. different. So yeah, it does. It does. Tell us about some of the writers. Uh, I know Tom Malafarina's in there. Who else who yes. else do you have? Okay, so I we've got some great writers. Um so you know, we put this out on another nice thing with me being on Horror Tree. I uh got to put a shout out for writers from all over the place who might want to, you know, do this. So our Hive group is in here, so that would be me, uh, Jackie Day, who I just mentioned, Diana Sinovic, um, uh, Diane Sizemore, and Amanda Headley. So those are the three, uh, the five of us that are in that. Uh, Louisa May Alcott put something nice in there, Lost in a Pyramid or The Mummy's Curse. She's in there, too. I'm glad you got permission for that. <laughs> yes, yes. And then... <laughs> We've got a horror writer, a uh, famous horror writer from Italy. His name is Sergio Palumbo. He's mm -hmm. in here. We have Laurie Myers. She's a, a playwright, and she's writes some great horror. Um, we also have two uh, students from my writing class, Vicky Fernandez and Amy DiStefano. They are in here, along with Fred Lauver and his wife, Carol Lauver. Now, unfortunately, Carol Lauver actually died while I was compiling this, mm -hmm. um, uh, she passed away very suddenly. And so during the compilation, I thought, you know, it's going to be really nice if we would dedicate this to her, which we did. And my son, Jack, who is an artist, he did not write a story, but Carol and Jack had a really nice connection. She loved Jack's artwork. So um, I went right to Jack and asked him to draw a tree, which is what Carol's story is based about. Based on, I should say, it's it's a tree. So he drew this spooky little tree that's in this book. Um, we've also got one, a couple of my favorite stories from Mia Dahlia, Primal Scream, and S.J. Townend, Black Metal in a White Room. Really great stories. Uh, J.L. Royce, Clerks and Convicts, another great story. Allison Fay, she's been in a lot of anthologies. She's got a good story called The Last Kiss. John Krasansky, Meeting the Monster, Douglas Ford, Children of the Goat Man. Yeah, good stuff in this book. I'm very proud of this book. Yeah, it's definitely a very high-quality compilation, mm -hmm. and we are very lucky to, to be able to pull that together with all these talented people. I, I do have to ask you, though, about that darkened doorstep. What, did you guys open the door? I mean, I'd be remiss not she to did. ask. Tori's like, come on, ask her the question. <laughs> yes, she did open it. She opened it, and it was unfortunately it was very anticlimactic mm. because it's. Uh, she said she expected to find like a cubby or a crawl space. Um, instead, it opened into a blank slate of a space outfitted with an overhead light, 
nearly 10 feet deep and with enough headroom to nearly accommodate a five foot nine height. Wow. But still, there you have it. It could have been horrible, but it wasn't. But you know what? That we're writers and we wrote stories about it. So <laughs> Well, on that anticlimactic note, we'll take a break here for a minute. I'm talking to Catherine Jordan. We'll be right back. Listen for the Brown Posey Press Podcast, available here on the BookSpeak Network. I'm Tori Gates, and my guests include fellow authors on our fiction imprint, but also other independent and self-published writers, poets, movers, and shakers in the literary world. Listen for current and previous shows here. The BookSpeak Network brings the story behind the stories and their creators here. I'm back with author Catherine Jordan. We're talking about that darkened doorstep, this horror anthology that she's helped to put together. Tell us more about The Hive. Uh, what else have you all done as a group? Well, as a group, that's the, this is the biggest thing we've done. We actually had uh, started a crime, like a mystery book, based on a bunch of people that get together and go on a cruise. Um, I like to travel, and I thought this would be a nice way to get into some travel horror it's one of the next things I want to tackle. They are actually, there's a name for that. It's called Tiki Horror. Don't know if you're familiar with mm, it. No. Um, I'm just finding out a little bit more about it myself as I'm looking into it. So uh, basically, Tiki Horror encompasses travel with that horrific element behind it. So it's going to take my two loves, my horror and my travel, and I'm going to meld them together. And, and again, that's called Tiki Horror. So that's one of the things that we have worked on together. Um, we've gone to uh, horror writer uh, meetings together, and we also belong to the local chapter, the Horror Writers Association here in Central PA. We belong to that together. And, um, you know, we critique each other's work and bounce things off of each other. So those are the things that we've done. Big, it's a great group. How big an organization is the HWA overall? Oh, it's pretty big. Uh, uh We've got quite a few thousand people. It's here in the United States, definitely close to 2,000, maybe more. Um, there's also a branch in Europe. Uh, the UK has their own uh, horror writers. It's the same, Horror Writers Association, but, you know, same but a little different. They, they do their own thing, too. Uh, they include us when it comes to some of the bigger things, like the, um, the big get-togethers that they do annually. And... Um, it's it's a I really am glad that I belong to it. I've been able to rub elbows with some really high quality writers, great people too, um, nice people, and you know it's talk, just getting to talk to these people and find out you know what they like, pick their brains, meet editors, meet publishers, meet agents, find out what's the haps right now with horror, and you know that was kind of how I found out about this whole tiki horror and how it's slowly becoming a thing so it's not a thing yet but i want to make it one yeah no that sounds fascinating because <laughs> i love travel as well and yes yeah. there have been some horrific experiences especially lately with travel but uh yeah <laughs> i know you had a you had a, a release event at the frederickson library in camp hill how'd that go maybe you could tell the audience a little bit about what what happened there uh it went very well so that was for the release was for that darkened doorstep and we, I encouraged the writers who attended to bring more of their own works, you know, to sell it there at the library. But it's really nice. That's where I teach is at the Fredrickson Writers Library in Camp Hill, Pennsylvania. And like I said, two of my students where I teach 
were included in the anthology. So a lot of the students came. Um, we had a few people, local people who had never been to a launch before ever. And I got to talk to them and they were very excited to have been there. They bought our book and, um, you know, interested in the writing process. So it's, it's fun to talk to somebody who's not at all familiar with this. You get to brag about yourself and others. But we had a great time. Everybody looked good. We had some things to eat and we had this nice little uh, poster of Carol and we did a raffle for her. They all, everybody included some of their books. We had a nice bottle of wine, some Starbucks gift certificates, and we did a raffle to get a brick for her in honor of her and her name there at the library. So it was well attended. It yeah. was well attended. Was if, you've never, if you've never been to the Frederickson, it's a really nice facility in Camp Hill. I'd say it's, what, about 20 years old maybe? It's a fairly new yes. building. Yeah, yes. really, really top-notch facility. They have a lot of programs, a lot of programs there. Yeah. So how many, how many would you say attended? Uh, I would say we had about 25. Now, in the past, we've had a lot more than that. But I know COVID is still keeping a few people away. And also in the past, we did it during opening hours. Uh, this time, I, COVID restricted a few things that we could and couldn't do. Mm -hmm. So we did it after hours. Next time when we do it, we're going to do it again during open hours. So right. increase our band base there. So tell me about the writing groups you're associated with. You, you say you're teaching writing. Is that through Fredrickson or where else? Do it you is do that? through Fredrickson. So I teach a writing class at Fredrickson Library. I also used to teach over at Hershey. I've stopped doing that only because it's, it's just gotten to be, yeah, I can only, my reach only can go so far. And then I start to lose focus on myself. So, um, so I just teach now at the Fredrickson Writers Group at the library there. Um, also belong to the Hive. I belong to the Horror Writers Association. I'm a member of the Horror Tree. Um, and I do those not just for me, but, you know, to help others, too. I remember when I started off in writing, there wasn't really much out there. It was hard to find. And when I needed help or wanted help, people weren't too willing. I don't know. It was like this closely guarded secret. So I wanted to really change that, and that's why a lot of the things that I do are mostly for others, just to try to give somebody, you know, a launching pad. Like, you know, this there are things out there. There's this, there's that. Here's how to find it. Right, right. I know you and you and I met at that writer's group, I would think. We a, did. A previous, it was first, previous version yes. of it. Yeah. it. There was a previous version of it, and that is exactly how we met. Yep. Yeah, so uh, how many attendees to your your writers classes there in camp hill oh we have a maximum of 21 and usually there's people on the waiting list so yeah it's it's there's been a branch off from that too because so many people in that class want a critique group as well mm -hmm. i do not run the critique group but there is a critique group there at that library again branched off of my class run by someone else but all, you know, writers, not necessarily horror writers, just writers that are critique like five pieces, five pages, I think, uh, of work uh, twice a month. So I know we got, I believe I met Robert Walton there. Yes. Uh, years ago. And we've done mm -hmm. three or four novels by him. Who else, who else was affiliated with that? Um, let's see. Well, Fred Lover. Yeah. Uh, Madeline Killian. Oh, yeah. Um. Trying to think of who else you've published that would have been affiliated with that. Gosh, right now those are the only ones I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's more. 
Right. Yeah. And probably not a good thing that both of us are drawing blanks on that. On that note, no. we're going we're to take a break and quick check the back of a couple books to see if there was anybody else I should be talking about. All right. We're talking to Catherine Jordan. We'll be right back. Sunbury Press Books is the home of independent and diverse authors. Check out the Agency Books imprint for detective, law enforcement, espionage, terrorism, spy thrillers, and more. Among the works available, The Apologist, a Luke Lundy novel by A.A. A. Weiss, J.A. Walsh's Purpose of Evasion, and Douglas Brody's Sand, or Once Upon a Time in the Jazz Age. Find these and other fascinating books at sunburypress.com. I'm back with Catherine Jordan. Catherine, uh, th- that Dark and Doorstep, certainly a fantastic compilation and uh, calls to mind some other work we've done in the past. Uh, I think we should bring it up as well. I know there are several other um, short story anthologies, Strange Magic, Bittersweet, come to mind. Um, tell me a little bit about those two. Were they associated with the same writers group? Yes. Yes, they were. Um, and they all, the ideas for them all were just one of those things where I wanted to bring together new writers who had never been published before, but certainly had talent, um, and more accomplished writers, mix the two of them together so that someone who might be picking up the book for an accomplished writer will also find a new voice, and someone maybe who's supporting this new author we'll get to know and hopefully enjoy some of the more accomplished authors in the books as well. But yes, that's where they both came from, um, the Fredrickson Writers Group. And the usually when I was looking for names, titles for these books, I wanted to have something like bittersweet. You know, you could go really, really dark with that. You could go horrific with that. Yeah, you could take it light. So I, I like those names that come from something but really are very uh, universal in yeah. theme. Yeah, and then uh, also, we, I know we put together a compilation of horror short stories called Undead Living. I think it had yes. more of a zombie theme. It did, it did. During, I love that book. During the zombie craze, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy cover on that. And uh-huh. uh, Hellbent, of course, a Hellbender Books uh, author anthology, although I think we invited some others from outside as well. Okay, yep. Um, looking at the list, I see a community of writers, but I think I'm taking us way back. That was probably the first one. And yeah, that that was way back. But that's a good book too. That's got some good stuff in it. Now that, that is not horror. That right. is, um, I think there's maybe a couple of dark stories in there, but that was that was very inclusive as far as genre goes. Now I remember the the event for that. I'm trying to date that. Was that about 2012, 2014? Yeah, it was about then. That was a really good event, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So when you were talking about this one, I was imagining that one. And uh, I remember you. Um, we had some readings, like some of you got up and read your stories, and then we went downstairs yes. and sort of had a party. Did yes. you do any readings at, at this current event? or? We sure did, yep. Okay. We all did. I had five people read. Actually, I had more than that. I think I had six or seven people read. We kept it under five minutes. Um, and then we kept everything upstairs this time. And so, yeah, after the readings, we had our signings. And people, of course, were welcome to mill around and, and look at other people's works, you know, their stories, their books, whatever they had. Now, what was your story in a community of writers? I remember you reading it, and I remember being very impressed with how uh, well-written, oh, but also you. how creepy it was. <laughs> 
So in the very first one of Community Writers, it was called The Green-Eyed Monster. Yes. And it was about jealousy. Okay. Yeah. So what are you working on now, yourself? So right now I am working on – I'm working on my third novel, which I've just about finished with. Um, Still putting some finishing touches on it. When it comes to novels, it takes me forever because I want it to be just right. When it comes to short stories, I can pound those out pretty quick. Um, Also, I just joined another group. Actually, I've been a member of them for about three years now. It's called Fright Club. And the man who runs that, his name is Moner Lawrence. And he's a very accomplished editor and writer as well. And we meet together once a month. It's getting ready to start up in January. And he runs a tight ship where by the time you're finished with this, you will walk away with about eight short stories, pretty much that you're ready to start shopping. And I love doing this because, again, it just gives me that. It puts me so deep into writer's mode. And, you know, I I get all kinds of really great ideas and meet with some other really great writers. So there's that. Um, I got another writer's conference coming up that I'm getting ready to go to. Uh, I just submitted a couple other short stories to some other anthology collections. I'm getting ready to edit a novel uh, that just got sent to me. I received that yesterday. And um, I'm still right in the middle of my writer's classes. Wow. Wow, you're busy. I am. <laughs> and you're, yeah, and you're traveling. So, and uh, I'm traveling. <laughs> now, you say you're, you're finishing up your third novel. I yeah. know we didn't talk about your first two. We kind of stepped nope. right over that. Is there anything you'd like to say about those? Are they are they going to come back well, at some point? I love them. They are coming back at some point. Um, the Bookseller Secret right now is my favorite. That's my second one. Um, my first one that we had uh, titled Seeking Samael, you know, I think we're going to change that. Oh, I know we're going to change that title. Um, and change the quest in there. So, but other than that, it's going to stay the same, but it's still... It's still getting polished. It's still the rust keeps showing every time I think I got it all done. So that's and again, I'm just I take so long with that stuff. Well, you know, Catherine Jordan fans out there should know you can get them as used books, right? If you can find them. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) You're trying to probably buy them all up, right? And hide them. (laughs) I I am. That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm buying them all up, hiding them. (laughs) Well, I don't think you should be ashamed of them. I I know they're very entertaining books. uh, Uh, I think so. I think so. I'm proud of them, not at all ashamed of them. It's just that once I get them polished where I want them, I don't want I don't want any confusion out there, you know. So I'm, I'm going through a similar transformation as I'm working on a PhD in history, and I'm the author or co-author of over 30 history books with a bunch of people, and some I've done myself. And I'm embarrassed by most of them now as I continue to learn more about history and realize well, that that methods that I should be using and you know the ways of citation and so on. You know, I exactly. I need to retire some of these older books. Or, uh, well, yeah. and that happens too because the one novel is probably about ten years old, and as I go through it, uh, there are you know you grow as a writer, and so there are things that I have in there that I thought, ooh, yeah, we're going to change that. We're gonna we're gonna work on that a little bit. Maybe we're gonna take that out altogether and pretend I never wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh well. So uh, what about the third one? Do you have a title for it? Uh, I don't. I don't have a title for it. Uh, I'm terrible with titles. 
Um, is it a is it, it a third book of this series of the? No, no, is it a it's, diff, totally it's, different thing. Uh, let's see. It, it, I would say it's along the same idea, but it's very different. It's based actually in the Poconos. I've started writing a lot of my horror based here in the Poconos, because as I have done some research, there's not too many horror that comes out of the Poconos. Pocono, Pennsylvania, I should right, say. Right. And, you know, we're known as one of the, the big, huge honeymoon capital, one of the honeymoon capitals of the world. Um, everybody thinks those cheesy, you know, heart-shaped beds and the overflowing champagne glass when you think of the Poconos, Pennsylvania Poconos, and skiing and whatnot. So, again, kind of goes back to that whole tiki horror thing, too. So travel, honeymoons, you know, all kinds of good horrific stuff we can think of in regard to that. But yes, it's based here in, Har well, not Harrisburg. Something does happen in Harrisburg, but it's actually based in my hometown of Mountaintop and Hazleton. And um, so we've got some creepy stuff going on. We've got an investigator. We've got two women who are the central uh, evil figures. Um, and so in that regard, it, that's what it has in common with my first two books is the the sleuth, the Satan sleuth. Uh-huh. Well, you're, you're giving me some ideas about a Pocono horror anthology. <laughs> there we go. Because there, there go. should be horror in the Poconos with heart-shaped beds. Come on, man. There should be. But, Absolutely. But uh, I used to go to a place called Skytop, uh, beautiful, okay. beautiful in a uh, big old stone inn in the Poconos. But there was another one not too far away. I think it was called Buck Hill Falls or something like that. But it's mm -hmm. abandoned now. So you got this big old stone hotel out in the middle of uh, the Poconos that, you know, is just all overgrown. And Well, fun fact, in my own development where I grew up in Mountaintop, uh, it's called Walden Park, there is a very old stone house that always intrigued me when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And it's really not part of the development, but it is. And so it always kind of gave me the creeps every time I would go back buy it. And I remember one time I was on my bike and I went by it and had this big, you know, do not enter, beware of the dogs. Well, I didn't listen. So I walked up there and wouldn't, lo and behold, two huge dogs come running out after me. So I got on my bike and pedaled away. But I took that stone house and I wrote a short story about it. And it happens to be in that darkened doorstep. They weren't like hellhounds, and there wasn't a little boy standing at the door with really beady little eyes. No, <laughs> uh, no, there okay. wasn't. Okay, not, not like the omen. Okay. <laughs> well, Catherine, we're but just the woman. Wait, one little thing. I know you're getting ready to end it, but the woman who lived in the house. Yeah. She worked. Uh, she dressed up as Elvira, and <laughs> she was the introducer to all the horror movies on this show called Uncle Ted's Ghoul School that played after midnight. Oh wow. Yeah. So. Well, Catherine, it's been great talking to you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I know we'll be talking again soon. Uh, uh, maybe we need to get another project going now that the darkened doorstep is out. Oh, absolutely. I'm uh, ready. All right. Great talking to you. Thanks, Catherine. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Sunbury Press Book Show on the BookSpeak Network. Check out our website at www.sunburypress.com for our latest releases. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to receive special offers and discounts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.